Welcome back to For the Love of E Street. I am Randy and I am here with my co-host, Donna. Hello. And we are here to talk about all things related to Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Today we are speaking with Beth Fromkin of Big Man's Brew, a beer company dedicated to the big man, Clarence Clemens. So welcome, Beth. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Very excited to be here. We are excited to talk to you about Big Man's Brew. So tell us, Beth, what is Big Man's Brew? Okay. First of all, we're not a beer company. We are actually a licensing company mm. that has all the rights to Clarence and his likeness across the beverage industry. Got it. Oh. So not only brew, we can do bourbon, we can do ready to make, uh, ready to drink coffees, energy drinks, anything to do with beverage. Oh, wow. Interesting. That's cool. As, as well as swag and all kinds of things. <laughs> Excellent. We saw, I love the, um, the tap on the website with the sax, of the sax, the saxophone. The tap yes. handle is oh, phenomenal. That's amazing. It is absolutely our best uh, piece of advertising. People are buying cool. them. They love them. The bars love them. You see all the taps lined up and this one just, it just has Clarence all over it. It just pops. Yeah, it does. For sure. So who came up with the idea to pay uh, tribute to Clarence's legacy? Okay, that's a good question. Back in 2017, um, my friend Barb, who was one of the founders of the company far before I was in it, um, one of Clarence's son had said to her, you know, he'd love to pay tribute to his father and doesn't know what to do. A uh, friend of Barb's and she pondered on it. And one day she was sitting and getting an oil change at one of these oil change places. And she happened to see a magazine on the table that said um, the up and coming big thing for New Jersey, IPA beers. And all of a sudden she just had this epiphany of Clarence and thought, gee, Big Bad's Brew, wouldn't that be cool? So oh, wow. she got it out there and brought it to Clarence's kids and it was born. Wow. Wow. That well, was April 1st, 2017. Oh, so just oh, about just, four years. Yeah. Very nice. So what type of beverages do you have now? I know you said it's more than just beer. So what are your beverages? Well, right now it's just beer. We, um, the company got its inception back in 17, but really in the last year and a half, two years is when it really started becoming a company, a real company. We put a board together. We have a very professional board. Um, right now we have Hazy Groove IPA and we have Center Stage Pale Ale because we all know Clarence was a Center Stage kind of guy. Yeah, so was. we like to try to keep it authentic to him. Mm -hmm. um, his, we have a beautiful likeness of him on the can, a little story about him in the back. And so far, uh, I mean, it's taken us the last year and a half, but we finally did our proof of concept straight through the pandemic, which was amazing. Uh, being that things shut down, our right. tap obviously was shut down in the bars, but we were able to launch our cans. And it has been marvelous. We are in ShopRites and Wegmans and, wow. and really getting out there. About 300 locations across New Jersey right now. Excellent. Oh, very cool. And the cans are pretty cool. I've yes. seen them. They're pretty amazing. So The cans are very cool. And we tried to keep it very authentic with his colors, his gold and his red and very clarency. 
Yes. So, Beth, how did you get involved with Big Man's Brew? I got involved. One of Clarence's sons had reached out to me on Facebook. Um, he had known me from the past. I had other business things that um, I was possibly going to do with Clarence and didn't. But I, I first time I met Clarence, I was 14 years old at Shore Regional High School. We had a battle of the bands and Clarence and Max Weinberg showed up every year to get on stage with all the high school kids and play. Wow. And then later on in life, I had met up with them several times and then I had seen him many times in Florida. Um, but one of his sons had reached out to me and said, hey, we're starting a beer or we, we have it in play. We're not really doing much of it. We're looking for investors. It's like, okay, this is interesting. I went over to his house. We talked and for me, it was never about a monetary investment. For me, it's always been, you know, you got the love of the game. This is, you have for the love of E Street. This is for the love of Clarence for me. Clarence was, deserves to have his legacy live on forever. He was a larger than life kind of guy. He lived life large. He lived at center stage. He lived it with such passion that I want to make sure the world knows who Clarence was. You know, he was East Street Band, but he was so much more. And Barb, uh, one of his sons came to me, and then I met Barb, who started this. We had an instant bond, kind of like a Bruce and Clarence bond. It was a Barb and Beth bond. And this was just, it was just a match made in heaven. I just ran with it. Very cool. So speaking of the bond, because we often hear about the relationship between Bruce and Clarence, and Clarence has said in interviews that they loved each other. What do you think made this bond so special? That's a good question. I think that, well, it's obvious it was a love at first sight from the minute they met. Their yes. bond just went so deep. I think it was so much more than music. It was a brotherly connection, but it was a, it happened at an important time. I mean, back then at the Jersey Shore, you had your R&B, black bands, you had your white bands. Clarence and Bruce had such a love that they were able to cross over those barriers. Clarence was probably the first one to cross over that barrier of racial music and i think that's what brought the love the fact that they didn't see color they didn't see size they didn't see religion they just saw a a power within each other that just it was just instant it yeah they just came together on a very deep level and it was it it it, it happened at the best time because i i mean i'm from jersey and i can remember back in the 70s during the riots my father had a store there and there was a lot of tension and Clarence and Bruce brought the love of people to the surface through their music and, and, and mixing. I remember uh, Clarence once said um, he could never get his people to come listen to E Street music. And he never could understand why. Hmm. Because he said, we had our music and white people had their music. Hmm. But Bruce and Clarence just, it was beautiful. It was, it was a marriage. Yeah. And it was on a very deep spiritual level, I believe. Yeah, I agree. I think so too. 
I mean, do you think that's what made Clarence such a huge appeal to the E Street audience? The fact that he was so different, not just racially, but in his size and larger than life persona? Like, is that what made him stand out so far and above the other members? Absolutely. Um, I mean, I've been to a lot of Bruce concerts. And when the big man gets on stage, he had an aura and a presence. He didn't have to say anything. He didn't have to play anything. He didn't have to sing anything. When he came out, I used to, I get very observant of people. I love to watch people. And I used to watch the crowd. And when Clarence came out, the smiles from ear to ear, people can't help but smile when they saw him. Yeah. Because they didn't see this big six foot five ginormous man. They saw love and they felt it when he came in the stage. When he came on stage, you felt that love just attached to you. It, it yeah. was just—he was just a beautiful spirit. You didn't have to know him to feel his spirit, and yeah. I think that's what was special about Clarence. I agree with that. Yeah, I absolutely he was like a, a light in the room. Yeah, yeah. Do you think Clarence enjoyed his fame? I think he enjoyed it, but he didn't live for it. Clarence was a really humble, spiritual, quiet guy. He wasn't ego-driven. There wasn't an ego attached to him. As big as he was and as talented he was, there was no ego, no insecurity. He was just a very humble. And I think, I think he loved his fans more than his fame. Hmm. He loved his people more than his fame. I don't think there was a trade-off for him. I, th- I don't think it was about fame. It was for the love of the people, the love of the music, and just the whole, he was very spiritual. I know he yes. did a lot of, he used to go to China a lot, and did a lot of spiritual um, journeys. Yes. And it was all about people for him. I don't think he embraced his fame. I think he embraced his fans. That's a really interesting way to put it. I think yeah. that's right. Um, did you ever see him perform with his band, the Red Bank Rockers? Never saw him with the Red Bank Rockers. Um, I have spoken, I've seen JT Bowen. I've spoken to JT Bowen a lot about him. Uh, he's got some crazy, lots of stories. Um, <laughs> I never saw the Red Bank. I was always Bruce Springsteen, Bruce Springsteen, right. and it kind of was never there when right. I was younger. But I've been embracing it now, and it was really great music. Mm-hmm. Great music. That actually, that was going to be my next question. Were you a fan of Clarence's music? So obviously, the answer is yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So obviously, and I think my number one. Go ahead. No, no, you go. My number one solo, of course. You know, everybody loves Jungle Land, but I think my number one solo is when he did the national anthem. At the baseball game. Wow. I forget where that was. It was the most amazing saxophone national anthem piece I have. Probably the only one I ever heard on a saxophone. Yeah. And it was just absolutely beautiful and breathtaking. I don't know that that I ever heard that. Yeah, I don't think I heard it. I'm going to have to go find it now. Yeah, I'm going to have to go check it out. Look it up on YouTube. Oh, definitely. So have you, had you ever been to Big Man's West? The many years ago when it was open? Never was there either. Okay. I, it was open and everyone talked about it. And I think I was just at the age where I was still like beach barring. 
and I never quite made it into right. to Red Bank to Big Man's West because I was, you know, I was either at Cafe Bar or Bar Bombay or, you know, that whole Long Branch, Belmar scene. So mm-hmm. I never quite made it there. I'm sorry I missed it. Yeah, yeah. same. Um, obviously, you mentioned you're a Bruce fan. So how long have you been a fan of Bruce and the E Street Band? Oh, my whole life. For you from the Jersey Shore, it just goes along with living at the Jersey Shore. Absolutely. I agree. You know, you're, it, it, it's interesting because when I used to go to Bruce concerts, and I go to Bruce concerts in many different states or wherever I followed him around, but I remember going to a Bruce concert in Florida, and I watched the crowd, and of course, when he got up to do his Jersey Girl, which is my all-time favorite song, um, you could tell exactly who was from the Northeast. Because they were the ones that got up and screamed, and anyone else didn't even know what it was. <laughs> and you could really handpick who was from New Jersey and or New York type of thing, mostly Jersey. And every concert I noticed that the minute he'd play something like Jersey Girl or or something um, to do with Down Home, you could always pick out every Jersey person in that audience. Because it, to me, Bruce, even to this day, when I turn on the radio, if a Bruce song comes on, it just gives me this this warm sense of home. Yes. Jersey Shore, summers at the beach, being a kid. It's just Bruce music and, and Clarence and Max and Stevie and all of them. When they play, it just always gives you that warm, cuddly sense of home, no matter where you are in the world. And I would imagine. You turn it on and there it is. It's like. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you you don't live in in New Jersey anymore, and I do. And I would imagine it's even more of a strong feeling when you don't live here anymore, you know, like that connection to your home. Absolutely. Yeah. I've always had a home in Jersey as well as Florida, wherever I am. And it's funny because I sold my home in Jersey after all these years, two years ago. And then a month later, I got involved with Brewer. I was like, ah. (laughs) But I'm in Jersey all the time. I'll be there I'll be there next week again for about two or three weeks. Nice. So I'm there all the time for brew. Cool. But okay. Jersey's Jersey. And yeah. you know, Florida's beautiful. North Carolina's beautiful. And even when I come home in the dead of winter and it's the Jersey best of ugly with nothing alive, <laughs> just still looks beautiful to me Yeah, because it's New Jersey. I hear right. you. Right. So what's your favorite Bruce album? Ton of Love. Really? Oh, interesting. That's one we haven't heard before. That's always been one of my favorites. Okay. It's a great album. Yeah. Okay. Everyone likes Born to Run and everyone likes all those. Right. Uh, you know, Life from Asbury. I love Tunnel of Love okay. because I think there was a big transition in Bruce's music from his early music, which I love. When Tunnel of Love came out, it was a whole new sound. Yes. And it was a big transition in the Bruce vibe. Yeah. And I loved it. I just fell in love with it. I thought it was just so um, well done, creative, and kind of took him out of that Bruce Springsteen comfort zone that we all loved. Yes. And we still love. And right. I love all the old stuff. But when Tunnel of Love came, it was like almost like a new grown up feeling. Yes. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. It makes total sense. It was very um, about his personal life and what he was going through. And there were love songs, but were they really love songs? Yeah. 
kind of thing. So I I, I like exactly. that album. Exactly. His songs, that's what I love about the album. When you really listen to the songs, there's so many different interpretations you can take exactly. from it. Mm-hmm. But what I also liked is there's so much you can take from your own personal life through that album. Yeah. Right. So, I just found it very, very masterful. Yes. Agreed. So you mentioned you've seen Bruce in concert. How many times have you seen him? Oof. I'd have to count my t-shirts. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe 15, 20 times. Wow. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Okay. I actually moving. I realized how many concert tees I have. A lot of Bruce, but a lot of concert tees, you know, Van Halen, all that. And I said, what am I going to do with all these T-shirts? They take up so much room. So I decided I'm going to cut out the middles and I'm going to I'm going to make a big um, quilt. That's very popular right now. A lot of people are doing that. Yeah, it's very Mm -hmm. cool. So of the times that you've seen him, do you have a favorite favorite concert memory? Uh, It's always an Asbury Park convention hall kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. My favorite concerts of Bruce are ones that take place at the Jersey Shore because it just, it's home. Right. Uh, Favorite concert memory. I don't know. Can we say whatever we want on here? Of course. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Getting... Being under convention hall and getting chased by the cops because they smelled weed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I wasn't even smoking because I don't smoke, but they chased us down the entire boardwalk. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's my favorite Bruce Bouncer record. That's funny. <laughs> so, do you. That was many moons ago. We've all been there at least once. <laughs> or twice. Yes. Um, do you know any of the other band members? Uh, I've met Max Weinberg a few times. Mm-hmm. I don't know Stevie. I don't, I don't really know them. I've seen them. Clarence is who I knew best mm-hmm. on a one-on-one. Um, Max, I've met a couple times, but I don't really know any of the other band members. You know, I've met old people like Vidi Lopez and those groups, but Clarence was where my heart was always. Yeah, yeah understood. Um, you mentioned before, Beth, that we can find the Big Man's Brew products at ShopRite and Wegmans and other stores. Um, is it also going you, to be in bars and restaurants as well? Well, it is in bars and restaurants okay. all over New Jersey. What you could do is go to bigmansbrew.com and go to the Beer Finder, and it'll give you all of our locations. Awesome. And it will be going nationwide soon. Oh, how exciting. That's great. Yes, actually, we're looking for worldwide. We have people from France and Australia and people reaching out. You know, it's very interesting because I get a lot of contacts from a lot of people overseas. And it's amazing how many people actually know Clarence that didn't know who Bruce was, which I found very interesting. Clarence was very loved overseas in China, Australia, France, Germany. Um, very well respected in the saxophone world. People who, who it's, I've spoken to so many kids that have said to me, I take saxophone in school and we always strive to do Clarence Clemens Jungle Land. Yeah. Wow. It's like the big thing that a student strives to do. Right. But Clarence was loved. I got contacted 
from a gentleman in Amsterdam that asked if he could get some of the beer. And I explained we're not worldwide yet. I can't ship him beer. Um, I could send him a couple samples. He said, well, this is very important to me. I'm originally from New Jersey. I live in Amsterdam and I run um, craft beer tours. Oh, wow. And he said, I just, and he sent me a picture of very early 1970 McLoons where he and his mom and dad got married after being introduced by Clarence Clemens, introduced them and performed at their wedding. Oh, wow. wow. And it was the neatest correspondence I ever received. But I get these all the time. And he says, she sent me these pictures of his mom and dad with Clarence at the wedding. He said, um, and my mom actually found a pair of Clarence's leather pants in, the, in her bedroom. She'd she rather not talk about that story. <laughs> wow, that sounds racy. That's, uh, that, I, I can imagine what that story is. That is awesome. I think we I may need to interview this her. company for one reason. <laughs> and that is? There's only one reason I got Bob and Bro. I am on a mission to make sure that Clarence's legacy lives on forever. Oh, that, He's I love deserving that. of it. Yes. And if someone doesn't take charge of that, people will know who he was, but people fade away. Right. Yes. We're now coming up on the 18th, the 10 year yes. anniversary of his passing. Yes. On June 18th. Mm-hmm. And I have, I work a lot on our Facebook page, Big Man's Brew Facebook page, where you can find all our events and it always, and all our stories. I tell stories every day. Um, and it's our mission to, we are on a mission to keep Clarence's legacy alive and well and to share with the world who he was. He wasn't just the E Street Band. No. Right. He was uh, Lady Gaga. He was Jackson Brown. He was Aretha Franklin. I watched a performance he did with Liza Minnelli that was amazing. Wow. I mean, Clarence has played with a lot of people, the Grateful Dead, a lot of people. Right. And um, I just want people to know who he was. I mean, Bruce is a wonderful, wonderful guy. But Clarence had a legacy of his own that I, it was breaking my heart that it wasn't going to be remembered. Right. And between the brew and just being able to tell stories and share stories and people coming to me with stories has been such a gift for me. Mm-hmm. And I just, I feel very good about this whole thing. It's just Clarence. Well, we thank you for keeping the people who he was. We thank you for keeping his legacy alive. Absolutely. I think it's a it's a great thing that you guys are doing. Absolutely. He really. deserves it. And best of luck with with thank all of it. Yes. With all of it. So, where can people find out all about you? All about what's going on and I know okay. you're doing a number find of out events. All about us on bigmansbrew.com. Yes. You can look for our Facebook and Instagram page. We also have a lot of events coming up this summer. Okay. On May 21st, um, we will be at the uh, uh, the beer garden in Hoboken. Mm. Um, it's called the, uh, what is the total real name of it? It's the full name. And I can't find it. it you can look it up. It's the, it's the beer garden in, in um, Hoboken. There's gonna be a big street uh, event there. Tents, Big Bands Brew will be there on May 22nd. We will be in Englishtown, Old Bridge Area, Raceway Park at the Spring Fest Beer, um, Fet Beer and Wine Festival. 
We are the featured beer at the Ski Bowl Golf. So you can find us there. On June 5th, we'll be in East Rutherford and Annabelle's. We're doing an event there as well. The, um, the, the Bruce Show also on June 18th. We will be at Stone Pony and Hard Rock Cafe. Uh, we're doing a big tribute because that's the anniversary of his death. We will be doing it 10 p.m. for the 10 years. Toast to Clarence. We're hoping Hard Rock is going to try to stream it live throughout the world so everyone at 10 at night can hold the glass up and oh, do wow. a tribute toast to Clarence. Let them know how much we love them and remember them. Um, also at the Stone Pony, everybody we're hoping worldwide will at 10 p.m. will be holding a glass up. And then on, that's on June 18th. On June 19th, we're doing a fishing tournament at the Belmar Marina. Clarence every year did a fishing tournament in the Keys for cystic fibrosis. So I have tried to keep everything with Big Man's Brew, not so much about brew, but about being authentic to Clarence. So for his 10 year anniversary, we're going to do a fishing tournament for cystic fibrosis at the Belmar Marina. Um, and then that night we will have a big kickoff party to pay tribute and love and show the love for Clarence. We don't have the exact location for that night with the way the world is with pandemic, we're trying to narrow down a couple places, okay. but everything will go as planned and it will be a huge event. So I'd love to get that out there. So, and also for a good cause to raise for cystic fibrosis. Clarence did a lot of charity work. He has a nonprofit in Palm Beach that he's had for years for girls and women at risk for abuse. Okay. He was a good man. Yes. Yeah. Um, Beth, when you have the information on where that event is going to be, please let us know, or you can just please feel free to put it in for the Love of E Street Facebook page so that we can let everybody know as well. Oh, thank you. Yes. Can I also post the other events in there? Absolutely. Please do. We would love that. That would yes. be wonderful. And we want to say thank well, you. Well, the Stone Pony on the night of the 18th, I just want to tell you, Jared Clemens, his son, will be playing with his band. Great. Nice. Play okay. tribute to his father. So that'll okay. be really nice. And Jared's band is amazing. And he is a wonderful, wonderful, I say young man. He's a man, but he's young for me. <laughs> um, he's a great, great kid. And he, you can see his father in him. It's really, when you look at him, it's like, wow, we got Clarence. We're reliving it right here. But nice. he'll be at the Pony the night of the 18th. So anyone okay. who wants to see Jared Clemens, head on over to the pony. Great. And we thank you very much for being here with us. That's all the time we have for today. And thank you to all our East Streeters. Check us out on our Facebook page for the love of East Street. Join the conversation, talk to us, ask questions, and as always, listen to us on all the streaming platforms. We are sponsored by Donna J Skincare, an all-natural anti-aging skincare company that believes your skincare should care for the health of your skin. Until next time, E Street from the swamps of Jersey. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.